It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1. Vegas 18-7-1, 37 points on the year and a big time win a big time bounce back performance from the vegas golden knights to help us break this one down we go back up to the radio booth bring in the voice of the golden knights dan duva and let's start there uh, for the golden knights they, they wanted to answer they wanted to come back with a more complete 60 minute game and they certainly did that tonight sure did and i was interested how the knights would configure their defensive group tonight ryan no mm-hmm. alex petrangelo for the third straight game unavailable because of personal reasons And Ben Hutton had stepped into the lineup as a replacement. Ben had played in the opener, but then no games for basically a month and a half. And then he played the last two and was playing about 10 minutes. That was problematic because you had Shea Theodore playing 27-plus minutes the last couple of games. That can't continue. So you try to change things up. You use the same group of six, but reconfigure the pairings or do you really shake things up and put in Daniil Miramanov and that's what they did so Hagen Miramanov were together McNabb and Theodore stayed together but then Martinez and White Cloud were together and it seemed to work mm-hmm. and um, you know none of those guys approached 27 minutes the leader for Vegas today was Braden McNabb 22 minutes and change he averages a hair under 20 minutes for the season but 22 is nothing crazy he had um, White Cloud at 21 and change, Theodore 21 and change, uh, and Martinez just over 20. So that's all fine. And uh, it, it worked. You know, it was more than just the defensive combinations, though. Aiden Hill was good. But there was simply more detail. You could see it not just among the defensemen, but the forwards as well, more careful with the puck. They had their occasional breakdowns and mistakes but they seem to have more focus on their details today and taking pride in those details, and that's what Bruce Cassidy wanted to see from the team, and taking more pride in that defensive zone control. And, you know, to me, the, the guy that stands out the most in terms of tonight's game is Braden McNabb. I thought he was excellent, some great sticks, some really good play uh, in his own zone, and especially on that late penalty kill in the third period. You, you needed somebody to, to step up with Alec Martinez in the box, and Braden McNabb, uh, to me, was should have been the number one star in this game. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because he, he gets two assists, so yep. it's McNabb's first multi-point game. He's got <laughs> now nine assists on the season in 26 games. And, you know, just going back to the time on ice one more time, Ryan, I mentioned the 22 minutes plus for McNabb, four and a half minutes yep. of penalty kill time, a minute and a half more than anybody else. That is uh, really underscores it. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, Braden McNabb, you know, even when he's at his very best, can be under the radar, um, you know, short of scoring a goal. This is about as good a game from Braden McNabb as you'll see. And then let's just kind of touch on, and you've mentioned Daniil Mirmanov, his, his ability to put him into the lineup tonight. It seemed to work tonight, and a lot of that to me is, is to – to do with Daniil Miramanov's poised game. I thought he was really assertive in the offensive zone, especially in the first period, uh, but but strong and controlled in his own zone as well. Yeah, and you could see that early on he was not overthinking stuff. Mm-hmm. He was just playing his game. And you always, it's kind of a strange 
weird thing to say, but you don't want to think too much. You just want to play your game. Yeah. And it looked like that's what was happening. And he's clearly an offensive-minded player. He's a right-handed shot. And Bruce Cassidy said it on the pregame show, Ryan, that he has a lot of Alex Petrangelo-type attributes. Mm-hmm. Not that he's going to be Alex Petrangelo necessarily, but given Alex's absence, he seems to be a good option to replace Petrangelo. I think that when you see a guy show the offensive skill with confidence that Mirmanov displayed in that first period, everything else kind of falls into place so that you're not overthinking at the defensive side of the ice where you're more prone to make a mistake. You know, If you make a mistake in the offensive zone, it doesn't always end up going the other way for a goal. But when you make a miscue in your own end, it's a bit more glaring as a defenseman. And that just didn't happen. There might have been one time today where Miramanov, you know, kind of hurried to play that he didn't need to kind of early in the game. And, you know, you could expect that. It's only his 12th NHL game. And when he played his 11 last year, I mentioned this a few times during the game, but those 11 games were scattered about the year. Three in October, one in December, two in January, one in February, and four in March. It's not like he played 11 in a row, you know, and who knows how many he might get to play right now. But, you know, that's a little bit of, of a difficult thing where you're getting called up in, in injury situations. It's a little bit different, I think, for him uh, among the players who might have been called up and the players available in Henderson. The shoulder surgery, what he's done with the Silver Knights, 13 points in 17 games, mm-hmm. including a 14% shooting percentage. Not bad for the defenseman, who, by the way, is 12th in scoring among American League defensemen. Pretty good. Now, when you, you mentioned uh, multi-point performers, Phil Kessel, a goal and an assist in this one, 11 points now on the year for Phil. Is he starting to heat up? Are we starting to see uh, kind of the wrinkles to Phil's game that we were expecting at the beginning of the year? Yeah, three points in five games now for Excuse me, four points in five games for Phil with two today and his first multi-point game, as you mentioned. I think so. And Gary and I were chatting about it on the year and off the year a little bit too, that you know, Nick Watt has been good for Phil Kessel. Kessel good for Nick Waugh. They um, are different kinds of players, but Nick might be that guy that stays with Phil. When we've talked about players on the Golden Knights, you think of the duos, the pairs of forwards, you know, Stone and Stevenson, Smith and Carlson. And there just hasn't been a guy for Phil Kessel yet. And And maybe it ends up that Nick Waugh is that guy. And then just... was there anything that you saw on the, the play where Jack Eichel uh, was, was on the shift and, and came up with the, an apparent injury, left the game? Yeah, it was hard to tell. You know, we only got a couple looks at the replay at the time. And, you know, in real time, you're watching, you know, he stayed on, but he was in some sort of pain, but it was hard to tell what he was favoring. So I don't want to speculate on what it might be because, you know, he stayed out there and it looked like he wasn't putting weight on one leg, but then, you know, he was sort of clutching. So I, I'm really not sure exactly what happened, but it is not a good sign when Jack went to the bench and made a beeline down the tunnel. He didn't go to the bench with the thought of sticking around and maybe fighting it out. I mean, he went down the tunnel, and then the athletic trainer, uh, Mike Muir, went down and was not on the bench for a while. He did come back to the bench did Mike, the athletic trainer, but Jack obviously did not. So I don't know. I presume that we'll get some kind of an update from Bruce Cassidy. All right. Great stuff, as always, Dan. Uh, Great job on the call tonight. Looking forward to connecting with you on Monday night in Boston. Have a great one, and uh, we'll talk to you then. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now four points on this road trip, four out of a possible eight with an opportunity to make it six out of eight with a big-time game in Boston. So, you know, for the Golden Knights, that's that's important. That's key. And, you know, I, I like the bounce-back nature of this game. But here, let's go to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Well, there's a lot of good things. Um, we got the lead early. Um, you know, they were we were gave up a little bit off the rush in the first period more than we wanted to. I guess the best part of the game, I thought, was they had their push and they got one. But after that, you know, we we, we got our game back and played. I, I would call a real responsible, a professional road game. Um, <clears throat> managed pucks, uh, took advantage of opportunities. Um, bend but didn't break in certain instances when they, like I said, had a push. Uh, you know, timely power play goal, good kills late, a big save when you need it. So everyone contributed. The ice time was good. Um, you know, so those are uh, nice road wins. What did you see from Braden McNabb tonight? Well, he does a lot of good things uh, every night. He's uh, willing to put his body in harm's way. He's willing to be physical when need be. Kills penalties for us. Um, Really good stick, obviously, on the empty net goal. And, um, you know, he's an efficient puck mover. Um, so there's a lot of good in, in, in He's one of those guys that does everything well, but he doesn't jump off the page. So he's not a guy that you're going to notice every night. And, but we sure do in our locker room. Miramanov looked pretty comfortable out there. Do you agree? Yeah, I've never seen him play other than a couple of games in Henderson I watched on the computer. So um, he moved the puck, had composure, made the plays that he's supposed to. They were in front of him. Uh, so he's clean with the puck. He defended, I thought, well in good spots. So for a young guy, when you go out and just play a clean hockey game like that and help the team win, those are positives. And then eventually as you get used to the league, you, you, bring it, you, know, you, you know what you can get away with and what you can't. And So I, I liked his game a lot. thought he was really good for us. What was the significance not only of getting the win, but kind of getting your game in order before this final yeah, stop? At the for room? a coach, that's always important. We're always about the process, right? It's the process. You know, we're, we're a good team and you want to get wins. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, you want to win the right way. Uh, some nights that's not going to happen. You're going to get a special performance, and that's fine. There's 82 of these, but you want to get your game in order and win playing the right way, and I thought we did a lot of that tonight. Like I said, in the first period, you know, their rush chances was a little bit on our defending, so we, we, we talked about that between periods, you know, how we could protect the middle and have the forward push a little harder on the outside. And we made a nice – the players responded well to that because I don't think we give up a lot of the rush after that. So that was good because they can hurt you on the rush like any team in this league. So uh, good to see that happen. And then managing the puck. You know, they're, they're, they're coming hard with their D and playing behind them and skating on to puck. Sometimes you're going to get an odd man rush. Sometimes you're going to get nothing. And sometimes you're going to get a forecheck uh, going. And uh, But at least, you know, you're moving forward. So uh, th those were the things I'm ha I was most happy with our team because we haven't been, we did not do that in Pittsburgh, and it, it, it cost us. It's going through your mind as you get ready to get on the plane to Boston now? Well, um, you know, health of the, cl the club is, uh, is always at the forefront. You want to make sure your, your guys are ready to go. Um, I'm not going to worry too much till we land and get settled in, see a few old friends, and then uh, get ready to go to work. <laughs> Thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll be back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1. to The final score here, Vegas picks up its fourth point of this four-game road trip with a chance to make it a very, very successful road trip on Monday night against the Boston Bruins. Vegas now 18-7-1 on the year. 37 points tops in the Pacific Division. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and just one minute into the game, Jack Eichel opened the scoring for the Golden Knights as he drove to the net and put a Chandler Stevenson pass home. It's yanked into the zone by Stevenson. Approaches the corner. He centered and a shot. They score! Jack Eichel parked at the left side of the crease. Perfect zip from Stevenson. And the Knights strike a minute into the contest. Jack Eichel's 13th of the year from Chandler Stevenson and Braden McNabb. Just one minute, four seconds into the first period, made it one to nothing Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and second periods have been an issue for the Golden Knights lately, but they seem to flip that script tonight. Vegas' third line drew the first penalty of the game, and the Golden Knights' power play added to the lead with Jonathan Marchessault's ninth goal of the year. Nice back in, Theodore. Marchessault, yes! From the right wing side. Power play goal. The Knights take a 2-0 lead. Power play goal for Jonathan Marcheseau. The assist to Shea Theodore and Mark Stone at 7.50 of the second period made it 2-0 Vegas. Shortly after the Golden Knights went up 2-0, the Red Wings found themselves on the power play. Detroit was patient, found their play, and Oscar Sundquist scored a power play goal to cut the Golden Knights' lead in half. Perron, now Malarkin, extra pass. Another one, stick save, rebound, score. Hill was down and out. And after he went down, there was no resistance for Larkin in front. The captain of the Red Wings strikes on the power play. And it's a 2-1 Vegas lead. Power play goal for Oscar Sundquist, his fourth of the year from Dominic Kubelik and Dylan Larkin. 11-37 in the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. After giving up the power play goal, the Golden Knights would take another penalty. Phil Kessel sat for hooking, but fortunately the Golden Knights killed off that penalty and Nick Waugh's outlet pass found Phil Kessel out of the penalty box and Phil did the rest, scoring his fifth of the year. Sider starts it out, penalty clock comes off the board. And on the right wing, Lucas Raymond taken away by the Knights. Out of the box, Kessel all by himself. He scores! Off the left post! Out of the box! Knights take a 3-1 lead. Phil Kessel, vintage, his fifth of the season. Post and in for Phil Kessel's fifth of the year. The assist to Nick Waugh at 16-32 of the second period made it 3-1 Vegas. Golden Knights would take that 3-1 lead into the third period and then would rely on Aiden Hill to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Now a shot saved by Aiden Hill on Dylan Larkin. Right down the slot and toward the right post. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So big-time save there from Aiden Hill, preserved a two-goal lead for the Golden Knights, and with the Red Wings down two, they went to an early pull of Vili Husso for the extra attacker, but the Golden Knights iced the game with an empty net goal. Here's a six-on-five face-off win, and then a shot attempt knocked down. Kessel guides it out. Smith toward the empty net. He scores! Empty net goal for Riley Smith. 
12 goals for Riley on the season. Goals in consecutive games, and the Knights lead 4-1. to 12th of the year for Riley Smith, the assist to Phil Kessel and Braden McNabb. 17 minutes of the third period, an empty net goal made it 4-1 to Vegas, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Knights got one in the first, two in the second, and an empty netter here in the third. And they have bounced back effectively after giving up 47 shots in Pittsburgh and four goals and a loss today. One goal allowed on 25 shots and a 4-1 victory in Detroit. There you have it, 4-1 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights, they defeat the Detroit Red Wings to improve to 18-7-1 on the year. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. <laughs> We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1. A strong bounce-back performance from the Vegas Golden Knights after a really tough outing on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. A lot of the things you wanted to see corrected from that game were corrected in this game against Detroit. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, in this game, Jack Eichel left in the third period. Didn't see much of anything on the play, much like Dan Duval. I, I don't know what Jack might be dealing with outside of the fact that he was out on a shift, left that shift in pain, and immediately went down the tunnel to the Golden Knights locker room. So I would imagine that there's an evaluation period right now for Jack Eichel to determine what's going on, where that injury might be, if it's upper body, lower body, really no information on that just yet. But uh, it's it's an interesting one for the Golden Knights because by and large this team's been mostly healthy, right? Like especially early on in the season. Now it's been a little bit tougher sledding of late for the Golden Knights. You started with Nick Waugh out for a couple of games, then Brett Howden's been out for, uh, I want to say this is his fifth game in a row, no Brett Howden in the lineup, and then this is Alex Petrangelo missing his third consecutive game away from the team for personal reasons. So there's there's kind of a lot going on right now on the periphery with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, with not having their best players available. And I, I got to commend Daniil Mirmanov in this game. I think he was absolutely fantastic for the Golden Knights. You, you kind of heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it where uh, you go out, you play your game, but you want to make those smart, responsible plays. And uh, by and large, Daniil Mirmanov did that tonight. I, I liked his decision-making in his own zone. There weren't too many times where he was looking to to wheel when it wasn't there. There weren't many times where he was looking to throw and, and force a play or force a pass into coverage. I thought there were maybe a handful of spots where, you know, the decision-making wasn't where you wanted it to be. But more or less, Daniil Mirmanov put in 16 minutes and 7 seconds of ice time for a Golden Knights team that was looking for a more balanced approach to their back end. So if Petrangelo is unavailable on Monday against the Boston Bruins. If I'm Bruce Cassidy, I'm not changing anything in, in terms of how I deploy my defensemen. I thought that this was as close to ideal as you could have gotten for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the bigger question, the larger question is going to be Jack Eichel and if he's going to be healthy and available and ready to go against Boston. If last year was any indication with Jack, 
if it's something he can play through, he's going to play through it. Right? Like we're talking about a player in Jack Eichel who came back from a neck injury last year, broke his thumb early on in his return, was really doubtful to play and did not miss a game for the Vegas Golden Knights. So given the importance of that game on Monday against the Boston Bruins, how important it is obviously for Bruce Cassidy uh, and this Golden Knights organization, if Jack's healthy and and able, he will find a way to play through it. But we'll we'll see, hopefully get an update on Jack in in the next day, obviously before we go into pregame show on Monday against the Boston Bruins. But, you know, Top to bottom, 60-minute effort. I think the, the, one of the aspects that Bruce Cassidy touched on that I, I really liked was the Golden Knights' ability in this game to take Detroit's push, and they yield a power play goal, sure, but everything gets right back on the rails for the Golden Knights. Like They had a strong answer back to Detroit. You can argue all day long, well, it's Detroit. Listen, this is a team that's in the wild card hunt. In the Eastern Conference, they're a, an improved team, a better team, and the Golden Knights played a professional road game tonight. I, I liked a lot of what I saw from the Golden Knights. I certainly think Aiden Hill had a strong performance. You need your goaltender to play with some confidence and have confidence in his ability. I think you saw a, a defense that trusted Aiden Hill to make the first save, and I think that that really carried through for Aiden to just kind of feel feel good and confident and comfortable in what he was doing on the ice. So a really good bounce back 60 minutes from the Vegas Golden Knights tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. It's a get right game. They certainly took care of that, but now they face their toughest test not just of this road trip but of the season so far in attacking a Boston Bruins team that is just an absolute wagon. So it'll be interesting to see where the Golden Knights go between here and there, but I cannot wait for Monday night against the Bruins. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1 to the final score. Multi-point performance from Braden McNabb to assist. Multi-point performance from Phil Kessel, a goal and an assist. 11 points on the year for Phil Kessel. So good things there from the Golden Knights with their balance and Riley Smith scoring his 12th goal of the year. And boy, oh boy, Jack Eichel, 13 goals so far. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar, and it's Jack Eichel setting the tone early. Just a minute and four seconds into the game, the Golden Knights find a way to put the puck in the back of the net, and they controlled play really from that point forward. There were some pushes here and there from Detroit, but I like the fact that the Golden Knights just kind of recognized that those moments were going to come. That was a challenge from their head coach, Brutes Cassidy. When you're leading, just recognize that you're ahead. Recognize that you don't have to make a risky play, that you don't have to force things. You're on the right side of the game. you know. And for the Golden Knights, you get a power play goal, and then you surrender a power play goal. Uh, but then Phil Kessel makes a play coming out of the penalty box. And I, I like the idea that you're starting to see a little bit of chemistry build between Nick Waugh and Phil Kessel. That's more of a one-off play to me and in my eyes, but I do think that you're getting more out of Cotter 
Wah and Kessel. It's starting to build. It's starting to grow. You're starting to find a little bit of chemistry there. So you want to continue to grow into that. And then you know, in the third period, I think the Golden Knights were really solid. It was just all simple plays, chip, chip the puck out, get it to space, get it down the ice, and make Detroit come 200 feet if they want to score. And it was a, a solid buttoned-up performance from a Golden Knights team that was in need of a solid buttoned-up performance. Golden Knights are next in action on Monday at 4 o'clock against the Boston Bruins, 3 o'clock pregame show. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Extended postgame show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1, to the final score from Detroit. A solid bounce-back performance from the Vegas Golden Knights. Buttoned up, strong defensively, only allowed two high-danger chances in the third period. Like Those are the numbers you want to see from the Golden Knights when they are leading in a game and protecting a lead. It was exactly what you wanted to see, what you needed to see from the Golden Knights coming off of that 4-3 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Looking forward to your phone calls tonight because for the Golden Knights, you had to get right in this game. Like, there's no must-win games in my, in my eyes in the regular season until your season's on the line. Like Until you've got a win in order to keep your season alive, there really isn't a must-win game. There are certainly games you want more than others. There are certainly games that you look at and want to find a way to improve. But there isn't really a must-win game, but this to me tonight was a game where the Golden Knights had to get right. They had to get right going into Boston because as much as I don't believe there are must-win games, the Boston Bruins game on Monday is a big game for Bruce Cassidy. It's a big moment for this Golden Knights team and it's incredibly important that the Golden Knights find a way to put their best foot forward against what is an absolute wagon right now in the Boston Bruins. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Wall-to-wall calls is what I'm expecting for an 18-7-1 Vegas Golden Knights team. I, I 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, that you said it as well as anyone could. That was a professional road win, and yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it is uh, the fourth goal, I think, is the key. We have been giving up the second and the third and fourth goals. We go out to a 2-0 lead and then give up goals three and four, and this time we didn't, and I'm very happy to see that. And, and so that's the way the game went, and that's the way it should have gone, and I'm grateful that it did. And now Monday becomes the difference between a great road trip and a pretty good one, and in between is an overtime loss, and you can put that into any words you want. But at any rate, it's going to be fun on Monday, that's for sure. I want to ask you something that I've been forgetting to ask. Mm-hmm. When a guy comes out of the penalty box like uh, Kessel did tonight and – some seconds later, scores a goal. 
Is there a play designed for that or a defensive play designed to stop that? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's really a matter of, you know, Nick Waugh had the puck on his stick and a pretty clear lane to get that one to Phil Kessel. Like, sometimes it works out that you've got possession and the opposition's just kind of uh, oblivious to the fact that the penalty is, is, is over. But uh, that was one of those plays where it's just kind of a, a happenstance situation where you get lucky. The, the play is made as Phil Kessel steps out of the penalty box and it works in your favor. And I, I seem to be seeing that a great deal anymore. A guy will kind of sneak out of the penalty box and, and get into the play a little quicker. And it's not a bad way to go. I'm just wondering if there's a defensive strategy against it or not. Well, probably not to allow the pass. Yeah, just that would obviously be the answer. I, I do want to uh, end the call tonight on a little bit of a sour note. I've Unfortunately, we lost one of our very beloved characters up in the upper level with Matt the Flag Guy and all the people that, that gather together in what I call the VIP lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Ellen Kaiser passed away last night. Many of the listeners know her, and I just wanted to make mention that our hearts are out to the family tonight. Yeah, well said, Mike. Thank you for the call, and thank you for that tribute. Um, that's that's tough news for sure. Uh, let's try to pivot here to more of your phone calls, 702-876-1340. We're talking about a first-place team in the Pacific Division, 18-7-1 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's do this. If you are on the fence about calling or you haven't called in before, I want to challenge you right now. Where do you think the Golden Knights are stacking up against Boston on Monday? Right, Because this is a big win. This is an important win for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's one of those games they needed. But now you're going in and testing your team against the class right now of the NHL and the Boston Bruins. How do you feel in this moment right now the Golden Knights will stack up against the Boston Bruins? That's what I want to know. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'd also like to get your opinion on Daniil Miramanov. We're talking about a a guy on the back end that's played just his 12th NHL game, his first of the year, steps in with 16 minutes, some really good, solid decision-making in his own zone, helped the Golden Knights break the puck out out of their own zone with relative ease all night long, had some really strong moments in the offensive zone. Where are you at right now with Daniil Miramanov? To me, that's one of those players that, you know, is getting an opportunity with Alex Petrangelo out of the lineup, one of those players that you want to see growth from, you want to see development from. I thought Daniil Miramanov had a fantastic game for the Golden Knights without putting the puck in the back of the net, without finding himself on the score sheet. Now, those are certainly players we should be talking about right now. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute while we wait for more of your calls here on the, uh, on the extended postgame show. I'm going to take a minute to talk about Braden McNabb. Because Braden McNabb on this road trip has been so good for the Golden Knights, like underrated, sneaky good for Vegas. To the point where I had Braden McNabb as my number one star for the Vegas Golden Knights in their victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. I caught a little bit of heat from that. We'll get to it later. But Braden McNabb was excellent tonight. Should have been, hands down, number one star in this game. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Daryl. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? How's it going? How's it going out in Vegas? Oh, Call fantastic. New York City, diehard, diehard 
Golden Knights fan. I want you to know, if Jack Eichel is out of the lineup on Monday, which is possible but uh, but, but highly unlikely considering he's, considering he's such a gamer, mm-hmm. who, who would move up and take his place on the first line? Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting question, Daryl, and thank you for the call. I, I, there's a couple of different directions you can go with that. I I don't know that you would want to make a change to the Misfits. Like, I think you keep Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, and William Carlson together. So you're looking at somebody to jump up and play with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. I would say you put Paul Cotter in that spot, and then you just fill Michael Amadio in to Paul Cotter's spot on the third line. Or, or you could even go with, with Will Carrier. Like, I don't know that there's really a, a wrong answer between either Paul Cotter or Will Carrier, but those would be the two guys that I would look at first and foremost to fill that spot. Now, if you're Bruce Cassidy and you've liked what you're starting to see out of, you know, Cotter, Kessel, and Wah, and you don't want to break up or mess up what you have going on right now with your fourth line. Maybe you put Michael Amadio into that spot, or maybe you put Amadio with the Misfits and you elevate Riley Smith. There's options on the table for the Golden Knights, uh, but I think to, to, to kind of be, be the path of least resistance, it's either going to be Paul Cotter or Michael Amadio in that spot would be my guess. Thanks for the call, Daryl. Fantastic stuff. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Tyler. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? What's up, Ryan? Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, I think Monday against Boston is clearly the biggest test of the year and will, will really show us where our team is. I think Logan Thompson is going to have a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and obviously being Bruce's return game. I think the boys will be up for it, but uh, I hope we can at least get a point. I think if we can at least get a point out of that game, it will show us we're going in the right direction. If it goes the other way south, I think it's not a good sign of what's to, what's to come. Also, one more thing. I was very interested to hear that Bruce Cassidy has never seen Miramanoff play before. So that makes me think, does uh, the GM, Kelly McCrimmon, have pretty much 100% say on who gets called up and who gets sent down? Next no, 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 Tyler. Actually, it's Bruce and... and- the head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, Manny Viveros, uh, they're in communication. Bruce has seen Miramanov play on tape with the Henderson Silver Knights, but the only NHL action that Daniil Miramanov had was last year, and Bruce Cassidy wasn't the coach of this team. Uh, I think that what you saw and why Miramanov was was selected to to be that first call up is his skill set, right? Like this is a player that's got offensive instincts from the back end. He's got a little Alex Petrangelo in him, and if you're trying to match the skill set as best you can that's been lost from your lineup, Miramanov is the one that makes the most sense, and he's just lighting it up in the AHL right now. So uh, to me, it, it's the, the logical choice, and it was backed up by, by his play tonight. Got it. Awesome. Thanks for clearing that up for me. All right, fantastic stuff. Thanks so much, Tyler. Again, 702-876-1340. I'm challenging you right now to talk. We're talking about a first-place team in the Pacific Division in the Vegas Golden Knights. 18 wins on the year for Vegas. What are your expectations going into Monday night's game against the Boston Bruins? Who do you think that game means more to, Vegas or Boston? If you've never called in before, you're on the fence, you, you don't know, give me a call right now. Pick up the phone, 702-876-1340. Let's answer those questions on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1, to the final score in this game tonight. The challenge is out there. 702-876-1340. If you're listening to me right now and you've never called in, pick up the phone, dial that number, because I want to talk to you about your expectations for the Golden Knights going into Monday night's game against the Boston Bruins. Who does it mean more to, Vegas or Boston? No wrong opinions here. I'm just curious. So if you've never called in, call in right now, 702-876-1340. Or we could talk about Daniil Mirmanov. Let's go back to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. As far as I was going to call to you ask about Mirmanov, and I have to say I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Right from the start, if he saw a couple of his team members by the net, he just blasted one from the blue line for them to try to tip in. I didn't see any lack of confidence. And since he didn't really make any major rules, if we have to go with him in boxing, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Rita. To, to be honest, I think that it's Daniil Miramanov's spot until Alex Petrangelo is able to come back, right? Like, he played that well, and, and it's no slight or disrespect to Ben Hutton. Just Miramanov is a better fit. Just he's, a, he's a right-hand shot. He's got more offensive upside, and I, I think that that's what Bruce Cassidy is looking for in the lineup right now. Oh, agreed. I do have one question. Mm-hmm. I see where New York Rangers just lost 5-2 to two to Chicago. Yeah. Are they going to turn it around? Yeah, I, that's a really interesting question, and, and it's, a, it's a question as old as time, and, and thank you, Rita, for the call. Uh, the, the New York Rangers were a team that took a step last year in large part to Igor Shesterkin being phenomenal, just playing out of his mind, and one of the league's best power plays. Right now for, for the Rangers, Shesterkin has struggled. He hasn't been Vesna-quality best goalie in the world, Igor Shesterkin, and the Rangers' power play hasn't worked particularly well. So I believe that there's enough talent with that team that they will be able to turn it around. I don't see any reason as to why they can't turn it around, but it's tough sledding right now for the, for the New York Rangers. Really what they need is Igor Shesterkin to go on an absolute heater. They need him to get really, really hot really, really quickly rattle off two, three, four wins in a row, get some confidence back in the dressing room, and I think they'll be okay. But, uh, you know, it, as they say, it gets, it gets late pretty early, and the, the Rangers are going through it right now. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Roger. Hey, Roger, how you doing? Not bad. How about you? This is, uh, I listen to you guys every single night and look forward to it. This is my first time call. Awesome. Glad to have you, Roger. I'm a long time, I give away my age, I'm a long time Bruin fan. Yeah. I go back to Bobby Orr and Esposito and Rick and Dallas Smith and Gary Cheevers. But I will be pulling for the Golden Knights uh, when they play Boston Monday. <laughs> but we've got so many players that remind me of the old uh, Bruins, like. Uh, Petrangelo, uh, he reminds me of Bobby Orr. I think Bobby Orr was the best defenseman ever. Yeah. And then we got Esposito. Reminds me of uh, Eichel. And, uh, this, uh, 
I look so forward to listening to you and Gary every every uh, every other night or every, whenever they're on. When the Golden Knights lose, I lose. I get down <laughs> the dumps. But I think uh, this team, I really do believe this team has a real shot at uh, going a long way. Of course, mm. it depends on injuries, what derailed us last year. And, but I listen Sorry about that, Roger. Looks like we lost you, but thank you so much for the call and thank you for uh, the kind words. Thank you for listening uh, on a nightly basis. Uh, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, the the Bruins game is going to be a big one for the Golden Knights. There's there's no real other way around it. There, you know, you've got Boston, who's having a phenomenal year. The Golden Knights, they're having a great year as well, and it's two heavyweights getting into a game and. Uh, there aren't many games that I would argue uh, at the beginning of December that hold a lot of weight and, and have that playoff atmosphere, playoff feel to them. This one on Monday does for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. They've been two wagons to start the year. I'm really looking forward to what the, they both have in store for us on Monday night. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Detroit Red Wings 4-1. to The final score in this game tonight, a solid buttoned-up road game for Vegas through 60 minutes. They were able to weather some storms throughout the game, but for the majority of it, larger pockets in this one where the Golden Knights were simply the better team. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm also a uh, displaced Bostonian like Roger. <laughs> uh, I might have a little bit of a different opinion because I, too, remember Esposito, Bobby Orr, Jerry Cheevers. I think Shea Theodore is more Bobby Orr than Alex Petrangelo, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you're right. I think Monday night's game is going to be an interesting December game for a few reasons, not least of which would be Bruce Cassidy's homecoming back to Boston Garden. Uh, but you've got two new coaches with two new ball clubs, both of whom are learning new systems. Mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy's emphasizing, I think, more defensive structure than we had in previous coaching regimes yeah. and certainly improving upon special teams. And you look at the Bruins under Jim Montgomery, and I think, of course, it's a new coach, so they're going to want to try and go out there and and do the best they can. But they had, I think at the start of today, I recall reading, they were like plus 40 on goals. Yeah. And they've certainly got the firepower with Pasternak and Marshawn and uh, Patrice Bergeron. But they're getting a lot of depth help, like we are, with our depth scoring. And you mentioned tonight, Braden McNabb, who I'm a huge fan of. Hmm. Uh, so I think it's going to be an interesting litmus test at TD Garden on Monday night. But the great thing is, they come back here, you know, next Sunday for the return trip between the, the Bruins and the uh, the Golden Knights here. As a season ticket holder, I look forward to that game every season. So I'm really looking forward to a great matchup on both Monday night and next Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be an excellent uh, seven or eight-day eight turnaround between Vegas and Boston because regardless of what happens, regardless of who ends up winning that game, uh, on Monday night, I- I'm more interested in the adjustments made 
for that follow-up because I, I just I, I look at the Bruins, the way that they're playing right now, and the Golden Knights, how they've started the year. This is going to be a game that you know you, you circle and you hope that you get to see those two teams battle it out one more time uh, in June. Let's not forget too, Jack Eichel. This is a homecoming for him as well. He's yeah. originally from Chelmsford, Mass. Yeah. So you know he's going to have family and friends there Monday night at TD Garden. And let's hope he's, he's going to be healthy enough to suit up and play. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Mark. Yeah, do me a favor. Make sure you give me a call on Monday, or if not Monday, the, the, on the way out of the game, uh, when, when the Boston Bruins visit the Vegas Golden Knights, make sure you give me a call on the extended postgame show. All right, buddy? I will. Sounds great. All right. Fantastic stuff. Thanks so much for the call, Mark. The, let's take one more break and wrap it up on the other side of, the, on the other side of it. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Big win for the Vegas Golden Knights, getting their game right. A 4-1 victory over Detroit, 18-7-1, 37 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Their next game is in Boston against the Bruins, who are a casual 20-3. 20 wins three losses, 40 points, just an unbelievable start to the year for the Boston Bruins. So it's an important game for the Golden Knights to measure where they are against this Boston Bruins team, but it's also an important game for Bruce Cassidy, who was let go from the Bruins last season, after last season, and found himself a a great job here with the Vegas Golden Knights. So you know there's going to be a little extra juice for Bruce Cassidy. There should be some extra juice for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game. And I cannot wait for the fireworks on Monday because I, I think with these two clubs, the, uh, the ability to put the puck in the back of the net is there. So I, I think we're in store for an instant classic on Monday when the Golden Knights take on the Boston Bruins. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson, making sure everything sounds great down here. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for making sure we're on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. We had some first-timers tonight. Don't be strangers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your opinions and your thoughts and your calls. Golden Knights are next in action on Monday at 4 o'clock against the Boston Bruins. Until Monday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.